Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren. Are we live? We're live, Dr. Cohen. We <laughs> are live. I'm about the... you in your car again um, doing a podcast. I am. I, I go into my car in the thick of coronavirus. There's corona all around me except in my car. No. That's good. Uh, so we're live, eh? <laughs> yeah. We are live. We're live with Gross Anatomy. Yes, maintaining the quarantine, maintaining the maintaining the LA guidelines. We are not right. meeting in person, but hopefully that'll change in a few weeks. And we're still trying to explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, the world around us. But we are still remote and still quarantined and still isolating. Correct. That is correct. We're doing all these things. And who are you? I'm Lauren Taylor, and you are? I'm Lauren Taylor. I'm Dr. Jason Cohen calling from my, my minivan, my Honda minivan. <laughs> Do you have uh, those pencils of your whole family on the back of your minivan? Or you no, your we don't. We don't okay. have that. We have a we have a NKLA, I think, sticker. No kill LA, you know, dog shelter thing. All right. All right. Well, you got, yeah. you got one bumper sticker. That's good. Um, yeah, I think that's why we have. My wife put that there. Everybody's good. Um, hanging out in our quarantine. Um, you know, my wife describes it good. You know, she goes from from alternates between, you know, panic to, mm-hmm. to joy and elation. You know, back and forth, like panic right. of like what's the what's happening in the world? What are we going to make money? This and that to like elation, like. Wow, we're on vacation, living life, and enjoying each other, and just getting to be. Do you feel yeah. that way? And they're all together. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I usually don't panic until I read the news, like I said last week. But um, I feel I feel like this is going to be over in a few months. I really hope I'm right. I feel yeah. like we're all going to be okay. Yeah, but she means panic, like like you know, are we going to have a job? Are we going to make money? Are we going to pay our rent? Are we going to, you know, that kind of thing? No, I think everybody's having that. And she probably isn't seeing patients. Is she now? No, she is not seeing patients. But you are still. Are are you? Well, I'm, for the most, I'm, our volume is maybe, uh, maybe 20% now. You know, we're really trying to only see new cancers that can't wait. Or, or you know, emergencies. So um, it's it's definitely dropped. Maybe not twenty percent. Maybe maybe forty percent. But it's still a big drop. Maybe maybe more like forty percent. But it's still a big drop. And you guys are just anticipating like this for a few more weeks, or I mean, I guess nobody really knows. No, I think it's probably going to be. I, I think it'll be this way at least for another three weeks. But it's mm-hmm. hard to say for sure. You know, everybody's waiting, you know, here in L.A., there's a feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of feeling, right? Do you feel that way, too? I do. Um, but, I I mean, I was prepared to listen to Bill Gates talk, like, a week or two ago, and he said this would be, like, the height of it, you know? Like, we're, we're in the worst of it right now. So I've been kind of prepared and just um, hoping that it drops the way that it's supposed to if we all stay quarantined. Yeah, you mean his talk from a while ago? You mean? Yeah, it was like a. Yeah. It was like last week he did a, a, I don't know, a segment on CNN or something. Oh, because he had done a TED talk or some other talk about 
epidemics uh, a, a while ago. That was pretty amazing. That So that's not what you're talking about. No, that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm sure it, it, he might have referenced it. Yeah, because he knows all about this kind of stuff, though. So. Yeah, I think it was. He's a TED Talk I would listen to right now. Yeah, either it was a TED Talk or it was one of those explain talks, but I had seen it maybe six to 12 months ago, and it was interesting to see. Um, so a lot of people are referencing that, I think, although not lately. Oh, okay. Well, for updates this week, I think people want to know, like, uh, what are you seeing in the hospital? What's happening? So, so glad. Yeah, so, is are there a big difference this week? So I was on call this past weekend uh, for our group. So I was, I, you know, before that, I, I was kind of staying out of the hospital, and now I'm staying out of the hospital again uh, for the most part. I'm going in tomorrow, though. Um, but on the weekend, I was on call for our group. So I was doing a bunch of surgeries and doing a bunch of consults. And it was definitely, you know, the precautions had ramped up. The, the, serious, the level of seriousness had increased. Um, you know, we went from um, not necessarily wearing masks and, and to now it's mandatory. If you go in the hospital, you're in a mask, whether you're – um, a patient or a doctor or a nurse or whoever, you're supposed, if you're in a care area, you're in a mask. So, so this weekend, you know, I was masked the whole time and, you know, so much so that I got home in the evening and my wife is like, what's wrong with your nose? What, why is you?" And I'm like, it was the mask shoving, digging into my skin. You know, I had this red, you know, indentation on my nose and my ears behind my ears are all irritated now from being in the mask all day you know, for two days straight. That, so That was going to be my question because last week you said, you know, you're used to boxes and boxes of masks and you can, you reuse or you throw them away after every surgery. But you said that there were no more extra boxes and that you were being told to use the same mask all day. Is that still what you're having to do or have more? Yeah, so, so sitting here in my car, I, I'll take a picture and send it to you after and we could post it. I have on, on my a, an N95 mask, you know, the kind that's supposed to be, you know, extra good that I wore all day under my mask that I was given at the hospital. Um, so I, they gave me this mask too, but this I'm keeping because I wear a mask over it, you know, a less, less okay. you know, a protective mask over it. So, and I pureled it when I got out and now it's just sitting here in my car and, and people are wearing all sorts of different masks. You know, I had a, a guy came in with appendicitis with his wife, and they came in. Actually, we had talked. Did we talk about it, or, or did I tell you I wanted to talk about it? You know, you smiling. You probably someone came in that could have been, like, gangrenous if he had not come in. Because I was wondering if, like, patients could still get into the hospital. And you said, yes, if there's an emergency, they can. For sure. No, no, no. But I, I, what I was saying was this couple was there in the ER, and they, the masks, they were wearing masks of their own that they had bought or made that had, like, cute panda, like, cute bear smile faces. Oh, no, you didn't tell me that. You, well, you told me that you wanted, like, uh, to make masks that had smiley faces because you can't read anybody's expression anymore. So that's cute. Right, so this right. couple made their own. I, either they made it or found it. Yeah, so it was cute. I don't know how protective they are, but it's better than nothing for sure. I was at two different hospitals this weekend, and they are rationing out the masks. They're not. They're worried about them. Their hand. The N95s are really being rationed. You know, the ones that give extra 
um, uh, protection. So, right. you know, it's a, it's a little, it's the same thing as like everybody who went and bought tons of toilet paper and food yeah. and whatnot, you know, worried about doomsday. Um, any, any other differences like you know, have, are like the beds filling up? Like, can you see anything? Are you pretty much the so same last week? So I, so I operated at uh, two different hospitals and one of the hospitals, they've actually turned part of the operating room area. They've kind of quarantined it and, or, and segregated it and made it its separate, um, COVID wing of surgery area. Mm-hmm. And then, which is interesting, um, so, you know, you only go there if you're taking care of a COVID patient. And then okay. at the at the other hospital, which I don't think has done that yet, but has definitely taken new precautions in terms of surgery, uh, what I've seen there is certain wings of the hospital are now sanctioned off and just special signs on the doors and special disposable things outside the doors and special gowning area outside the doors. And, and uh, so that, that was pretty interesting. And part of the emergency room, I was down in the emergency room, is just for COVID patients. So there's definitely a, a, a different kind of level of um, intensity. And okay. I, I don't know, I, I still don't know, and we all still don't know, like I said, if it's, Hopefully it's going to be like Carmageddon was and, and year Y2K. You know, it was kind of just get prepared um, but not need to be that prepared is what I'm really hoping. Um, That's what I'm really hoping, too. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't really have I, anything to reference, but I'm really hoping about no. that. But do you remember Carmageddon in L.A. and the Y2K stuff? You're, you, I don't know. but No, I it, wasn't in L.A. then. I remember when I was in New York, we were having my grandpa's, like, 90th birthday, and there was, like, a hurricane coming. So they canceled everything, flight, subway, and then nothing happened. So right. that's the only thing I can reference is, like, I hope – I mean, obviously things are happening, but I'm hoping we're just, like, really getting a little right. prepared. Obviously, I don't yeah. want anybody to have to use the battleship I just saw, the hospital right. battleship in San Pedro. I'm hoping people right. don't really don't have to go there, but I like that they're prepared. Yeah. So, yeah, at, you know, we, we, we get these updates every day at the hospitals, what's going on, you know, the ones where I go. And, you know, there's really a lot of preparation, and which is good. You know, to some degree, we're lucky that we're behind New York. It kind of gave us time to really – so I think we're going to be way more prepared if it happens. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really hoping – you know, we, we talk about it in surgery, too. We talk about the key to any procedure, the key to anything is being prepared. You know, so when we're about to do a surgery, we have a ton of supplies there ton of instruments, a ton of supplies, and the reality is is we use only a fraction of those, but mm-hmm. there's always that chance if something goes wrong, you want that thing now. You don't want to go hunting for it. You want it now oh, yeah. and ready, and, and mm-hmm. that's really the key to be prepared. So hopefully it's kind of the same mentality. Hopefully we're not going to need to go this crazy, but there are still, you know, but there are, you know, people who are sick in there. Um, mm-hmm. and in the ICUs, in the intensive care units. But hopefully it's not – hopefully the other shoe isn't going to drop. Although, although you know, I, I talked to people just yesterday, that's kind of the fear, and we're waiting to see if, if and when it's going to ramp up. But, but I'm still cautiously optimistic that, that everything we're doing is, is going to limit this. Okay. 
Um, I have a few questions for you as a non-doctor. Um, one okay. is, if you have a cancer patient and they have COVID-19, do you, I mean, do you think that's a possibility? And then you still have to, like, operate on them the same way? Do you prepare yeah. differently for that? The only thing differently is is getting them in. So it's, it's more about the anesthesia level. You know, you're not going to get it from cutting them and operating on them. You're only going to get it from the, you know, the person who's most at risk is probably the anesthesiologist because they're up at the head making sure the patient can breathe. So there, okay. there are already a lot of precautions in place there during that stage, you know, and it used to be everybody's kind of in the room hanging out. Now it's only, you know, everybody has a specific mask on and gowned up if they're staying in the room and only people who need to be in the room when the patient's going, just going to sleep are there. So they, they are taking more precautions. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing I don't know if we discussed on our last podcast is that a lot of, most cancers, not all, but many cancers, not most, many aren't, you know, emergencies. You know, there is a window of time that you could wait to till you have to necessarily do surgery. So, right. Uh, That's know, what I was thinking. It, it, so much, yeah. You would usually wait unless it was an emergency, and then, I mean, obviously you don't want right. to operate when they're, they could possibly have pneumonia or whatever, but right. I mean, it would be an right. emergency circumstance. Mm -hmm. And then Very my true. other question is, is there – um, we've watched and talked about, like, the Julian Margulies show, like, the hot zone and outbreak and all that. Is there, like, for COVID-19, there's nothing, like, where you actually, like, go through a room and they, like, hose you down. There's nothing like that, right? You just leave the hospital as is? Yes, but at some of the hospitals now, they are starting to have, like, changing areas. Definitely not like, like you know, the hot zone, you know, with, with that level of containment. But mm -hmm. in terms of you are putting on protect, like an outer protective gown and there's a disposable area for that and you're masking a certain way because even if you're gowned and masked, you, you need to learn how to gown and mask appropriately and not so much gown and mask, ungown mm -hmm. and mask. Because if you take it off and accidentally right. touch the wrong thing, then you could get yourself infected. So you do need to be trained in how to gown and mask and especially ungown and mask and unglove. So now there are disposable areas and there even are areas where people could change out of their scrubs now and, and change into clean scrubs. Um, it's more about just trying to accommodate uh, the healthcare workers. Okay. I know we gave a shout out. I, I know we gave a shout out to the nurses. Uh, I still want to again give a, a major shout out to the nurses because the doctors come and go, but the nurses are the ones who are there day in, day out, um, taking care of these people, and they are brave, and I really respect them. I respect the doctors too, but I respect the nurses uh, and all the other caregivers there who are helping take care of these people. They're brave, and, and, uh, and I respect them so much. Absolutely. I do too, and that actually was my next question is yes well i know that like the new york city mayor was hesitant to close schools because he thought that would mean that no nurses were going to be available or like there was going to be a huge nurse shortage because they had to stay home and take care of their kids have you noticed a nurse shortage or anything going on in the la hospitals that you've been in 
No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, there's, there's definitely a little more stress, you know, about taking care of these COVID patients, um, but but I, I personally haven't noticed the shortage. That's not to say there isn't one. Right, right, right. So, yeah, people are, are braving the elements and figuring out how to take care of their kids at the same time. Uh, nurses, nurses and doctors absolutely should be applauded. I think everyone is in agreement with that right now. So the main topic for today, <laughs> you wanted to talk about, like, the sci-fi aspect of what's going on. But it seems like a weird transition now, so I'm trying to think of how to do it. Well, we have already a little bit. You know, it, it, this does feel a little sci-fi-like, you know, it, mm -hmm. where, you know, the, those movies also, which aren't necessarily sci-fi, are kind of more pertinent, like Contagion and um, uh, Outbreak and that television show that we watched, The Hot Zone. Um, you know, it kind of feels like this, this fake, and also um, – that Will Smith movie almost, I Am Legend, which I really like a lot. I think it definitely lot. feels like I Am Legend because I was thinking that. So there's like a lack of testing kits, a shortage of ventilators, not enough ICU beds, an entire city's going on lockdown. That seems like the if I was writing screenplay, like the setup for the the Will Smith movie or for, you right. know, like a sci-fi movie like that. Right. And, and I Am Legend, I think, if I remember correctly, the whole thing that, that started these zombies was they were testing. It was like supposed to be some treatment for something that turned everybody into zombies. If I'm not incorrect, so it's it almost seems like, like that. Yeah, it, or like you know, that could definitely happen now. Like, what is what mm -hmm. if you know these new vaccine trials? You know, they're they're trying to push and forward turn out to I. This is just the entertainment part of me, you know. This, this right, isn't right, the doctor right. me speaking. Is it just kind of feels like, you know, a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah, no, and then there's lots of conspiracy theories about, like, it being a targeted biological attack, even though they've all been debunked. But I think it's, like, that, that sci-fi, that, that, like, movie element coming into everyone's mind. Like, what if right. this is something more or, like, the setting for something different? Right. Or some mass terrorist thing that, that was uh, mm -hmm. designed, exactly. Right. So everybody kind of feels that way a little bit. Um, and But then it's also just interesting seeing, you know, all these people who are bored at home, you know, what they're doing too, you know, and, you know, with everybody posting and sharing their videos. And it's just kind of, it, it's just this brave new world. Like, you know, when I was a kid, none of this existed. Uh, you know, there was no... Oh, there was a really cute, I should have forwarded it to you, there was a really cute article written by, I guess, someone who's probably my age about my generation of people, you know, between the baby boomers and the millennials, you know, the Gen Xers, mm -hmm. that, that this kind of illness, this kind of time period is perfect for our, uh, the, the, the Gen Xers, because we're used to this. You know, we grew up before cell phones. We grew up you know, watching MTV when there were only like three, you know, maybe ten videos and we would just watch them on and on. We grew up just playing Pong. That was our video game. And then maybe right. Donkey Kong. We grew up just, you know, listening to great 80s music and kind of just sitting around and doing nothing and being on our own. And, mm -hmm. you know, home from school, our parents were working and there was nothing to do to keep us occupied. So it was a really cute article. I should forward it to you. And oddly enough, my wife sent it to me, and then I have a chat group of my – a WhatsApp group from my buddies that I all grew up with, 
And my friend in Israel, who's moved to Israel, he sent the same article. So it's funny how, you know, the world is today, you know, some, my wife and then a guy from Israel sends me the same article, uh, and it's, mm-hmm. that's even sci-fi in itself. Yeah, and then uh, I watched an announcement today from Larry David, I guess, the California Public Health, or someone asked him to do an announcement encouraging people to stay in. And he was basically like, what's wrong with everyone? This is a great time. All you're required to do is sit home and watch TV. That's amazing. You should be grateful. And I just thought it was, like, kind of a funny announcement. But I also don't know, like, why these announcements are needed. I guess I'm missing it. I feel like everyone is staying home that needs to stay home. But maybe I'm not. For the most part. But, I mean, there are a lot of people out and about and doing stuff and trying to still do stuff, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of people at the store, but I guess you got to go to the store and get groceries. I know, I do know yeah. some people who are really not doing that, who are trying to, you know, order it and get it delivered. There are those people, too. Um, and I think the older you get, you know, the more, you know, because that's the one thing we're learning so far about this virus is it's it's definitely affects the people whose immune systems aren't as strong and typically – other than people who are sick, it's also as we age, our immune system goes down. So interestingly, at the getting back to the hospital is, you know, the older docs we're really not seeing around the hospital. It's really the younger docs. And the truth is I'm kind of at this point considered one of the older docs at the hospital now because they're, the real older docs aren't coming around. Because they're, so that, you think, out of choice or just the hospitals recommending that they stay home? A little bit of both. I think out of choice to because they might be more susceptible if they get sick to having bad stuff happen to them. So I think people probably over 60 are opting to stay home and not go out. Uh, And it's pretty much the younger people who are out and about, and the younger docs are certainly the ones working harder. Right, right. Um, I found a sci-fi book that mentioned Wuhan disease, the Dean Koontz book. Yeah, I I I think I've read some Dean Koontz stuff. I I don't know that book. Tell me more. I haven't read it, but it's like so you were talking about how it was kind of like sci-fi, and then I saw an article that was like the Wuhan Wuhan 400 is used as a biological weapon in Dean Koontz's Eye of Darkness. That was like written in 1981. So it's crazy. I mean, obviously, COVID-19 is not a biological weapon, but I mean, it's adding people's like conspiracy theories. They're like Dean right, Koontz predicted this in 1981. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, you're not wrong that it feels like sci-fi. People have written things about Wuhan in 1981. So it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So you know, yesterday was and and we. Uh, I'm a little upset with you, Lauren. Yesterday was Doctor's Day. Or two days ago. Was it yesterday or was it yesterday or two? And I even texted you and you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, it was Doctor's Day. Yeah, way to go. I know. Yeah, I texted you. Yeah, on Monday I texted you Doctor's Day and you go, what do you mean Doctor's Day? I don't know. I feel like it's over Nurses Day or Nurses Appreciation Week and I didn't. Yeah. So we posted nothing about Doctor's Day. And for me it was. It was kind of interesting, you know, it was definitely a different kind of doctor's day, you know, because a lot of doctors are, you know, battling this front line or a lot of doctors are staying home or not working, you know, the more elective doctors. But it made me think about how 25 years, I've been a doctor for 25 years now, um, 
and I'm 50. So half of my life I've been a doctor, and uh, uh, and it just kind of made me think about life that's a little really bit. really cool, solid achievement. Like, that's amazing. You should be very proud of that. Yeah, half my life. And I, I should have I said Happy Doctor's Day or maybe sent you something from Amazon, but I blew it. What normally right, happens on Doctor's Day? <laughs> you, oh, you normally on Doctor's Day, no, they, they dress us up in our capes and we fly around. <laughs> and Exactly. I, have I told you that, that I think doctors should get capes and we could walk around the hospital in capes? I mean, people are treating you guys like superheroes now, or at least they should be. A lot of tributes to doctors out there. A lot of people just wanting to thank everyone for that is true. That is true. Braving this. Um, so, so I had I, a walk. I walked around the. You know, I've been making sure. You know, unfortunately, I'm not going to the gym, but I'm, so I'm doing walks around the neighborhood and stuff. And so I had this silly thought um, that I that I wanted to share with you. Not even in our notes. We, you know, we had note. We have notes for our show, but this is. This is a thought that I forgot to follow up on. So um, the capes triggered it. So on one or two houses, for whatever reason, they have like these weird flags flying outside of their homes. And then some other homes have, you know, banners and American flags. And I was thinking what a fun and interesting and weird project that every household could do, especially since kids are home from school, you know, as an art project. Everybody could, and, and since you and I are Game of Thrones fans, everybody could design their own household family uh, crest cute. and flag and banner and hang it outside of their apartment door or their or their window or their actual door. And you know, and you don't, and if you want, you don't have to come up with your own. You could join a house of, you know, like say, you know, Ellen DeGeneres has one. You could join Ellen's show. And be and hang her flag or whatever. I, I thought that that could really be a cute idea. I love that, and I love that your head went um, to optimism because as soon as you said flags flying outside the house, I thought of the movie Outbreak, where like if you're sick, you're supposed to like put a shirt, like a white flat or something white outside of your house, and then they come take you away. So I went to a really dark place, and you went to a really happy place. I like your idea better. Yeah, no, yeah, I went to like fun art and and just kind of a fun thing. But interesting, Passover, the Jewish holiday of Passover, is next week. So what are you going to do for Passover? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. So I, you know, every Passover is a big holiday for me and my family. We usually all try to get together, all the family. So clearly that's not happening. It's just going to be our immediate six people. So, um, but I, I love to host, even though... A lot of times we go to other people's homes, uh, my family's homes. I love to kind of be the ringleader and the host. So I was considering and talking to my daughter, and I think I would love to do a Zoom Seder. You know, what we do on Passover is a big family meal, and we talk about the whole Passover story. I would love to do like a Zoom Seder and have friends and family and even strangers dial in and be a part of the Seder, the, the meal that I'm going to be doing with my family. It was a thought. You should absolutely do that and get someone to video it. Do you have, like, a video yeah. little camera? Yeah. Well, well, we, well, we Zoom it. You know, Zoom is a video. Well, you should record then, it. Yeah, I know. But I was just thinking, like... Uh, oh, yeah. and record it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And but then even, uh, like, track, track the whole process, like going shopping for it, setting the table, cooking, 
that that's on my to-do list of things. We'll see if I actually do it. I think it's a great idea. I think a lot of people would like to join in. I think you should definitely make it happen. Yeah, that, that, so that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm going to start sending some texts around, seeing if people want to just either and actually even participate or just be a silent observer in our Seder. Very cool. Um, so the other then, thing, the other thing I've been noticing is, you know, I've been walking every day, and I don't know, you, you know, you hear these anecdotal reports about how, oh, you know, because of everybody being quarantined and worker and factories being shut and all that, that the air quality is better, and everybody's saying, oh, I feel like the air quality is so much better. Do you, do you, have you read anything about that? Do you, do you feel yes, that way? Yes, it is off? true. It is true here for sure. In the South Bay, LA is clear like you can see you can look out and you can see the mountains and the water like just clearer than but, i've ever seen them in my so, six years of living here right but my question is is are you just feeling that way because you feel that way or is there true evidence no, there's that the true. air is the actual cleaner or well, is I it mean, just I anecdotal like I, because I didn't have everybody intuitively kid. Yeah, no, so I'm wondering, is everybody just intuitively, oh, because the factories are down and nobody's, and the cars aren't driving, the air is better. So because everybody thinks the air is better, are they going out and saying, oh, the air looks better, you know, like the king's clothes, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but, like, I can really tell from here because you can see the mountains and, like, you can see when there's, like, snow on them now and, like, things that you didn't see before. So, I, but I wish I had, like, Take it like some days you can really like see like the smog and like this layer, but I haven't seen it like this past week, so I don't know. Right. I mean, I know what you're talking about the emperor's new clothes, but I feel like I'm really seeing clear air. And apparently, environmental scientists are estimating that the improvement in air quality could collectively save as many as 75,000 lives or from people dying prematurely. But that was just in the good news section, I don't know how accurate that is, but. Maybe maybe right. this is gonna help. I hope. Yeah, and my wife and I are wondering that too. But but I'm also wondering is that just like uh you know all subjective and and not really accurate? I think you know in addition to all the corona stuff, it'll be interesting to see all the data that comes out of this isolating and mm -hmm. workers not working. It'll be interesting in the in the short future to see you know, what the benefit of all this is, because there probably must be so much so that my wife and I on our walk today were saying, you know, maybe they should make a rule that once a week, uh, I mean, once a month for a week, everything shuts down for air quality to save the planet. That's actually an amazing idea. I know people would hate that. They wouldn't want to be told what to do, but it seems like such a simple, nice solution when you say it like that. It seems, and plus, you know, it's just amazing, you know, you, if we're not sick, you go out, you walk, but, you know, no drive, no, no factories, no working for a week, mm -hmm. you know, save the planet, you, you know, there's, I wonder if there's something to that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know about you growing up, but I know my parents, like, in New York growing up, like, everything was closed on Sundays, like, that's just how it was, I mean, I guess it's like a lot of, they lived in, like, Italian, Irish neighborhoods, Catholic people, but, and I remember growing up too, I feel like a lot of stuff was like just closed on Sunday or holidays, but now I feel like the past 10, 15 years, even on holidays, people are working, like nobody's stopping ever. So if you, you we could just get some of those days back, I think it can make a difference. Yeah. 
Well, there's just a mentality of working more and more and more and harder and harder. So it, all, all the – everything that's going to come out from this, you know, I, I think this whole experience is going to – hopefully will change a lot of other stuff, education, how we work, mm-hmm. you know, meetings. You know, we don't need to have all these big face-to-face meetings. I, I think a lot of good is going to come out of this, I hope. No, I think I think you're right. It's going to be very interesting what happens in, uh, I don't know, maybe like two months, see what kind of outcome we'll have. We'll see. Yeah. And then on a final know. note, on a final note, today is April 1st, April Fool's Day, and mm-hmm. it is my youngest daughter's birthday today. She's 14 today. Oh, my God. So you're, you talked about your other daughter's sweet 16, so they're pretty close. In, uh, yeah, they're... Exactly. They're, they're, uh, 10 days apart. So, um, so we celebrate, we're in the middle of celebrating her birthday today. Uh, um, we've had a lot of cake lately and I, you make me want cake. A lot of, I'm eating a lot of cake. I deliberately did not eat yesterday for a few reasons. A, I think it's healthy to be on the thinner side in case you get sick with Corona. Uh, Absolutely. but B, I think, I think, uh, in general, plus I knew I'd be eating a little bit unhealthy today. So what is the 14-year-old going to do? You, uh, you, are, you don't have any Molly Ringwald movies to watch with her. What, what's it? What's no. We've had brunch. I made, I made challah French toast, um, okay. amongst other stuff. We had cake earlier in the morning. We wake her up with cake and presents and cards. And now I think we're going to do a tie-dye project. That's that's the family oh. project, tie-dye shirts, yeah. I forgot all about tie-dye. That, you are giving some great family advice. Make a banner for your stuff. family and hang it and tie-dye. Yeah. You can and now I have matching shirts to represent yeah. yourself. Yeah, and then I think, and hopefully we're going to watch a movie a little bit later and then just veg and hang out, I think. Okay, nice. We'll take the um, dog just- for a walk. Your five dogs, four, three, right. I don't know how many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're saving saving the animal planet, which is nice. Exactly. Did you happen to see Tiger King yet? We the haven't seen one? that. Oh, it's crazy. You're like the only people left that haven't seen it. It's nuts. No. Nor have we watched Ozark, which started up already. Mm-hmm. I started that, too. Yeah. We we haven't, but... but um. But that's on our list. We're we're trying to finish the tutors. That's what we're watching. All right. So nothing. So nothing new. Gotcha. Nothing new. Oh. Well, let, yeah. let us know what movie you watch for a birthday day. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I, uh, although I must confess, we started watching the other night, um, Saint Elmo's Fire. And oh yeah. How did that go? It didn't really hold up. We didn't finish it. I- <laughs> I yeah, that's why I paused when you were like, "What about that one?" I was like, "I don't know if they're gonna like yeah. that." It is a bit yeah, weird. I'm little, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. It, um, my memory—I think it was the music that I liked about it more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate that when you. Uh, yeah, I've had this. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Milk Money, but I remember like I thought it was really no. good when I was like little. It's like with Melanie Griffith and Ed Harris. And then we rewatched it not that long ago, and I was like, this is so bad. How is my memory this wrong? But, yeah, yeah. sometimes it happens. You should leave things in the past. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. And All right. Else? I think... Are you hot in your car? It's a hot day in L.A., probably. 
it is hot in LA, but I, I have the AC blasting. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I think um, you gave everyone a good a good uh, update on what's going on because that's what everyone wants to know. So thanks for all the information. You're welcome. And and my daughter had interviewed me, uh, so you could check on our story. Oh yeah. Um, she had interviewed me and asked me a bunch of questions about Corona last week, so you could check those out in our stories on our Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. And and we may even try to do something like that again. Yeah, that was great. So, yeah, look, um, just go to our Growth Anatomy podcast Instagram page to see um, the coronavirus highlights that we have on there. Yes. Thanks for joining us at Growth Anatomy, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay clean. Stay with your washed hands. Yep. All right. Talk Bye. to you soon. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.